uh, the first day I had 400 users. Second day then I had 500 users. So I was at 900 in the first two days. And then I was like, all right, let's tone it back a bit. Uh, we did a little bit of marketing once we started getting that wave because we were like, if we don't ride the wave, it might just die. On this episode of Overdue, we had Nikunj Tiagi. Nikunj is a sophomore at UIUC studying computer science. We enjoyed talking about his recent job at an AI startup, his app called What's the Move, and how the people surrounding us have impacted us so far in college. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to Overdue, where we cover the stories of certified project starters and ambitious entrepreneurs, from college students to accomplished professionals. We'll transition a little bit into like big genesis for I guess why you're here. Just launched What's the Move, probably about yes, like two weeks ago, a week and a half. Yeah, um, start of school year, so like two two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess take us through like that moment of like, so does how does it work exactly? Do you like click yeah. a button and then it's just like, <laughs> like is that how it works? Pretty I much. I wish, dude. I wish. Well, I mean, obviously, I know you had to like create everything and like establish everything. But to actually launch it on the App Store, was it you click one button? You, did you click one button at the end, or how does it? Well, I mean, I suppose I clicked one button, but like, yeah. there's still a whole process for it. Okay. So basically, what happens is when you're developing an app and you have a prototype that you want to see on your own phone, uh, you'd upload it to this thing called Test Flight that mm -hmm. Apple Apple provides if you have a developer account, which is like a hundred dollars. All right. Okay. So that's for the year. You pay for that, and then you can get your app on Test Flight. And basically, you and your other developers that you give access to, you can see it on your own phones. Mm -hmm. And it's basically in beta testing mode. Um, you still get analytics of, like, crashes, pages that uh, were causing, like, uh, high bandwidth issues, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But it's not open to the public. Okay. Uh, to get it open to the public, there's a lot you need to do. So first, you need to make sure every single thing works. Then you need to make a privacy policy for your company or app or whatever it is. There's a lot of templates online, but you still need to like go through the process of doing that. You need to like create the advertising for it, like the, the promos and the previews that you see like on each app, you have to create that. You have to do a, a bunch of legal documentation. Mm -hmm. And then finally you apply to the app store. Yeah. And then when you first apply to the app store, it takes about like a week and a half for Apple to actually get back to you. Okay. And then um, we actually got rejected our first four times. And Damn. it was just wow. random stuff, dude. Like. Yeah. Um, like it would be like you have a create account feature, but you don't have a delete account feature. We just forgot about it. And like in the grand scheme of things, you're not thinking about that, right? Yeah. But you have to add it in. Or like you have add friend button, you don't have delete friend button. And then the the most annoying one was we have like a um in our for in one of our first prototypes we had like an allow uh, allow access to photos and camera. So you either click allow or don't allow. When we were testing, we only clicked allow because we were like so worried about seeing if like the camera would actually post pictures on <coughs> on our feed right but um turns out if you click don't allow it crashes the app wow, and okay. apple just catches all those things and rejects you yeah so, so it's like good obviously that you got all that feedback before you actually exactly yeah, it. yeah. I mean, it only helped us so yeah. yeah so the app's called what's the move right yeah <laughs> um what well what's the move like what's the app about? <laughs> yeah so um okay so basically what's the move is it's a centralized location where you and all your college friends and all your college peers can find what's the move for the night, okay. right? So this right now, what it takes into consideration is the number of people that clicked I'm going or all your friends that clicked going. Mm -hmm. And you can see your friends pop up under the frat party or bar. Mm -hmm. And right now we're available at U of I and Berkeley. Mm -hmm. So and we're at like 1.4K users, which is a lot more than I expected for this yeah, first that's iteration. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. I posted it in a few group chats and I, I showed some of my friends 
And then um, some some people I know, um, shout out Will Lawson, uh, but oh, yeah. he put it on his story, and then it got a lot of traction from there. People started putting it in their group chats and stuff. And dude, honestly, I was like, I I wanted like low key like around forty to fifty people using it, so I can just get, get a good feedback. sense of what's happening. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the first day I had four hundred users. Second day, then I had five hundred users. So I was at nine hundred in the first two days, Damn. and then I was like, all right, let's tone it back a bit. Yeah. Uh, we did a little bit of marketing once we started getting that wave because we were like if we don't ride the wave it might just die right yeah. so we did some marketing but then we decided to tone it back because we reala we realized that we weren't optimizing cash and storage on our app very well so we were running up the costs on firebase um so we went what's through like what's firebase firebase is our database storage location so that's where we store things like uh users their authentication okay um like the bars and their features mm -hmm. that you get right um, so then for two days straight, I was like, all I did was work on the app. And this was while we were moving into college too. So it was super stressful. Me and my friend, uh, is that the beginning of this year, beginning of this year. Yeah. So like two weeks ago, Yeah, two weeks yeah. ago, basically okay. right when two days after the app came out, we were grinding on the app like day and night, basically to optimize as much cash storage and to make sure we weren't running up the Firebase costs. And within two days, we were able to get that update out, thankfully. And now our costs are good. Like it's not that much yeah. but um yeah it was like it was a really cool first two days it was like i don't know if you guys have seen uh silicon valley like the tv show but there's a scene in that tv show where like they they release their project and like they mm -hmm. start getting thousands and thousands of users They're, like in, in the social network right when like everyone knows about their their website overnight it like it was at a much smaller scale than those mm -hmm. but it just felt so cool like yeah. every second i reloaded it i saw like four or five new people on the app it's kind of like when you uh when you post that like post on instagram and then yeah. you're getting all these new likes roll in you're like right. oh like this was like my most and, like yeah no i i know what you, i i definitely know the feeling on a much more micro level but i want i'm curious to like did you how did you feel like when like when all of that was going on like because you work on it for like months and months and months and months and then it's actually launched like you're you start actually getting attention for it right it's like oh like this dude's like for real about this this isn't just something he was like talking about for months so how did you feel when all those like downloads were rolling in and like you're getting all these people on the app it was satisfying very satisfying okay uh which i'll get into later that's not always a good thing but it yeah. was satisfying in the moment and especially because like that thing has my name on it, you know, mm. like, yeah. like it's my baby. Like yeah. I want to see that thing grow and yeah. blossom into this amazing company. That's like a generational product, which mm -hmm. is something that you don't really see coming out of startups very often. Right. So those first few days is so validating and like, so like I was stress free in that moment and it was, it was great. And I mean, Austin, you saw it progress through the no, months, I right? I, I remember. So uh, for those of you guys, like just to contextualize a little bit. I met Nakunj at one of Luke's first jam sessions yep. of the year. Was that your first one? No, you were there for a few. No, that was that. my first one. Oh, as well. it was. Yeah. Um, when I met Luke, he told me he's like, "Yeah, like we don't have like any freshmen," and I'm like, "Okay, cool." But I walk in and like he's like, "Like this is Nakunj. Like he's interested in entrepreneurship. You're interested in that. Like just talk." And I'm like, "Okay, like yeah. whatever. Like this dude seems cool." Um, and then I ended up like, just talking about the Silicon Valley trip. They had mentioned the app. This was about. I think it was in early January. This yeah. is probably honestly ja like January twenty eighth. Yeah, it could have been early February too. I maybe, sure. maybe like yeah, it was in, right in that period. Yeah. But they had told me about the app, how they're working on it, and that was what eight months ago now, or like seven. 
mm-hmm. then over time, I'm seeing them again at like jam sessions, just maybe like at Ike or something. I'm like, how's the app coming? And they're like, oh, like it's good and all this. And then it's, it was, I was hyped to actually see it like get dropped and then like, going on in myself to like be able to see that you guys actually made it, made it into a, a real thing because like there's so many people that start talking about it and then, you know, don't really come mm-hmm. through on it. But was there ever a point like in that process that you guys were like, ah, like this is rough. Like I got other priorities I want to take care of. Like maybe this isn't the best time to really invest in a project like that. Or was it like we're doing this? Yeah. So when I first started it, the main goal, honestly, was to learn app development and mm-hmm. learn how to deploy a product. I'd never done that before. Okay. And um, as someone who's studying CS, like you see the stuff in your classes but you don't really get to like see it in your classes, right? Yeah. Like you just yeah. hear about it. You know, you don't ever build something yourself. So at first it was a discovery project. And then I started to believe in it like a little more and a little more. And every day I'd like think of a new vision for it, right? Mm-hmm. Start talking to my friends and my family. And I would get a lot of like negative feedback from them. Like, all right, focus on your classes, like enough, you know, like, um, but then like, <laughs> but then I, I don't know. I just kept pushing through it and it was, um, me and a few friends, you know, working on it and we just kept going. Like anytime there was a small lull, like maybe, maybe for a few days we wouldn't work and we were busy f- with some other things. Mm-hmm. And then I'd get a call, you know, like, okay, I just thought of something. Let's do it. Let's implement mm-hmm. it. And then. For the next like week or so, we'd be hard at work. And just like that, we built this routine and this discipline of like no matter what's going on, whatever schoolwork there is, whatever outside things you're involved in, like you have to work on the app and you have to make it a perfect product. And we still have that going, you know? It's yeah. still nowhere near where I would like to see it. Yeah. I still see this thing as a first MVP. Like I do not see this yeah, yeah. at its final product, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, throughout the summer, um, it was me and my friend coding the entire thing up and, uh, yeah, we didn't think of like, like we thought many times like, dude, like, do you really think people are going to use this? Like realistically, would you use this? And then I'd be like, nah. And then I'd be like, would you? And he'd be like, nah. And then we'd be like, okay, so, so how do we make it work? Right. So then like, we'd go back to Figma, go back to our whiteboards our drawing boards and just like, like communication was so strong. We'd probably call like seven to eight times a day just to ideate, you know? And then we'd, and then we'd come to a conclusion after talking, and then we just build, and then mm. ideate, build, ideate, build, and it got to a point where we had so many ideas that we weren't even sure like what to keep in the app anymore. Mm-hmm. So, midway through the summer, we had so many functionalities in the app. Like right now, what you see on the app is a completely toned down version. We had like a million things going on in the app, yeah. and then we decided, all right, now we've actually coded the stuff out. Now let's decide from a consumer standpoint, what do we want UIUC to have in August? What, what, do, what do we know is perfect? And that's when we started the quality control. That's when I started to become more uh, confident in the product and confident that this is something that I can take to a bigger level. Mm-hmm. And I'm still working on that. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to keep trying for sure. Do you, so now that you guys kind of have like the first version out, how does it kind of like go between you and like your friend and like, seeing what's wrong with it and like trying to make like those fixes and like bugs and like new versions like how does how does like kind of developing it now that like one version of it is already out to like the public how how's that working now yeah so now that the the technical consumer side is done now we're focusing on how to actually make this a real product and the issue with our app right now is that you have to incentivize people to use it and there's not enough incentive 
people don't want to go out of their way to click I'm going to a bar. Yeah. Just because you get a notification, right? Like mm-hmm. whatever, big whoop. Uh <laughs> Nikun's like, just going to camps tonight. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. like half the college knows where everyone's going, right? Yeah. yeah. So our incentivization method is to bring bars into the app so that they can advertise their rewards, their deals, and then we can have membership programs with the bars. So you can like skip lines, skip cover, get drink deals that no one else is getting, right? Yeah. So my my friend that, that was working on this with me went to Chicago and he literally just went into all the bars, just walked in. It was like 5 p.m. on a Friday, walked in and said, can I talk to your like general manager or owner? And then sometimes they were there, sometimes they weren't, but he would get a contact. He would get an email or a phone number. And he just like, like we just got their contact and we started reaching out to them. And now we have a bar in Chicago that, that's willing to work with us and do a free drink night with us. So w- right now, like that's what we're working on iterating. We're yeah. working on getting that functionality. We have a bar at UIUC that I've been talking to in the past few days that is very excited to like partner with us and stuff. So I'm working on that too. So like, um, I feel like a lot of it, once you hit that, like, once it releases and it gets in people's, like, hands, you will just know based on what people are saying, based on, like, what the users are doing. Mm -hmm. I can see right now the app has been dead for the past few days because of the incentivization thing. And I expect, we fully expected this to happen. So, um, yeah, from here on out, it's just user testing, seeing what people like, seeing what people don't like. So, when you, I'm just, like, curious because this is, like, cool to me. So, like, when you get, like, a bar or, like, a restaurant or whatever it might be to like partner with you you get like a percentage of like like you you guys get like a percentage of whatever they're offering or like is there any like profit to you guys from that or is it right now more just like trying to build your brand and then later down the road once you guys have more like stuff stacked up in it then you might like think of that yeah so right now it's it's no money at all yeah um okay. and we're honestly not worried about that because what i've seen based on the people I've talked to, um, when you start bringing the goal of money into the things you're working on, it loses the like um, the imaginary value that, that it has, you know? Once you start, like, I feel like it's better to build a relationship with the people you're working with, build a, build a relationship with the community you're in, right? Yeah. I don't see a company as a money-making machine. I don't see a company as, as a way to solve humanity's problems. I see a company as a simple way to build relationships and fix your relations relations problems, right? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. If you look at like the things saving humanity today, you'll you'll look to scientists, you'll look to very technical like uh, aspects of the world, right? When you look at companies like Instagram, what's Instagram solving? Instagram is <laughs> first of all, <laughs> like it's not solving anything. That, like you could argue that it's doing like it's it's pretty bad for the world, right? Yeah. But the thing it's doing is it has a great relationship with the community that it has. Every single person in the world has heard of Instagram because the way they grew, they made sure to have a great relationship with their first thousand users, then a great relationship with their next 5,000. And now they're at billions and they still have a great relationship. They Mm. listen to what people want and they implement it. And they're solving the problem that shows people what their friends are doing even when they're not with their friends. That's all it's doing. It's a relationship and it's solving an issue for the people it has a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just had some uh, whatever in my throat. 
yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, talked a lot about here about like just building relationships and how like Instagram, for example, is like amazing at it, right? Because mm. I mean, they profit so much off of the fact of being able to bring people together in communities, building relationships as well. And I mean, th I think being on campus, schools and universities are also incredibly good at that, just indirectly because of the proximity of everybody being so close together. Right. And I mean, we've experienced this all like we talk about it all the time, like being down here for this last year and a half and just how valuable that proximity is yeah. and building those relationships, right? So last year, you had that, you had the opportunity to be able to go to Silicon Valley at the beginning of your school year, which yeah. exposed you to a lot of like great people and a lot of great relationships that, I mean, you're still really close to to this mm -hmm. day. So can you explain what that looked like for, because I mean, I, I only know it from a surface level, um, but also like fill in the audience <laughs> on what exactly that was and then also the perspectives that you learned from it as well. Okay, so this is to the audience. If you're at U of I, apply for the Silicon Valley trip. <laughs> apply, apply, apply. That thing was the greatest experience I've had at U of I so far. It and that was your uh, f like first week? Wait, that was early freshman year, Freshman right? year winter. Okay. So during winter break, we went for a week to Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. um, man, what a time. I was with probably, it was 25 to 30 of UIUC's um, like hand-picked, entrepreneurs of their of of the four year like of the four classes they have and um we went and we saw alumni from u of i that are working or have a company in silicon valley and um the people we met were so inspirational so we met the co-founder of youtube uh and then yeah so that was like absolutely That's crazy insane, yeah. we were yeah, we, met, we met the co-founder of youtube um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, we were, like, in a small, like, restaurant, you know? It was darkly lit, <laughs> and it was, like, 30 of us huddled around this dude, and he's speaking of his experiences, and it's, like... There's, like, Moses, like, coming down dude, from yeah. the... <laughs> Honestly, it was, like, it was so motivating. Like, yeah. like, when you're in that environment, it's almost like nothing you do is wrong. The people around you are perfect, or at least I saw them as perfect. Yeah. The people you're listening to are perfect. As a freshman that's there with people older than me, like, I just had so much to learn, and I did my best to be at every single event, every single gathering of people, so I could learn and listen to people around me. Like, we met, we met, um, we met, like, this guy that basically co-founded Java, the language, and he was, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, like, I just love, like, how recognizable, like, all of, like, this is. Right, like, literally. We met Tom Siebel, if you, okay. we're actually in a building named after him right now, um, the, the Department of Computer Science is literally named after him, right? Um, and we we, t we got a chance to talk to him. And I would have to say that was the coolest visit we had in the entire trip. That guy was like, he was a billionaire and he knew it. And he didn't care what like people said to him, you know? Yeah. He had one mission and that's what he would talk about. And the lessons that we learned from him were like, like we, we talked to him for a very short time, short amount of time. But the lessons we learned from him were incredible. And um, Which one stuck the most? Um, okay, so I, we actually had to sign an NDA when we talked to him, so I'm not allowed <laughs> okay, to like, okay, talk okay. about specifics. Yes, but yes, he sir. did say that if there, or like, I'll, I'll give you like a summary of kind of like what he was like the gist of what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, whenever there's like a time of, of like a recession or like a, a, a period in in the country where your skills aren't as needed mm -hmm. or they aren't as valued, you have to stick it through and you have to become valuable. And you're not going to get that from doing what everyone else around you is doing. You're not going to get that from cheating on your test. You're not going to get that from uh, applying to jobs. You're going to get that from building things that people truly want and learning and failing. 
failing is the most important. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, so that was the most valuable lesson from him. But I'd say from the entire trip, I learned these three very valuable experiences. So number one, be extremely good at something and be in an <clears throat> be in an environment where the people around you are better than you at what they do, but mm -hmm. you're better than them at what you do. So that way, everyone is of value to each other, right? Yeah. Ooh, I like that. It, adds, a, it adds another layer to the whole, like, yeah. being the smartest versus being the dumbest it's in the room. Everyone's just complimenting each other. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like it w in these, like, big companies that were founded, like, these people weren't, like, the smartest of the smart people, you know? They also weren't just, like, marketing people that could talk. They, there were, like, three or four of them sitting in a room grinding. Th that, like, their life depended on it because their life did depend on it. And they all contributed something equal of value to the, to the company, right? Which is honestly really cool. Uh, so that was number one. Number two is experiment and fail. Experiment and fail. Deploy, fail, and keep going until you, you land on something that works, right? And this doesn't have to be like entrepreneurship or like a startup. This can be in your company itself. Like if you're working for a company, just try things out. Like they all stress the importance of, of being an independent figure in a rat-like world. The people around us are often consumed with like what gets them recognition or like what gets them money, you know? If your focus instead is just deploying something of value um, and just seeing where it goes and just like continuing to iterate on it, you get a lot more from that than doing what is what the guidelines are in front of you, right? And then the third one, shoot, I'm low-key blinking now, but... Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll get back to that. I'm not gatekeeping, I swear. But uh, <laughs> Okay. No, well, this cool. is when the NDA comes in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah facts. But, yeah. Um, okay, so another big thing that they were talking about was how important school was. So I, I wanted to ask you guys, like, your own personal views, first mm -hmm. of all. What, do you guys think it's important for people to stay in school? Or do you think it's, like, it's doable to, like, make a difference and, and achieve your dreams if you just don't go to college? What do you guys think? Okay, I can answer this first. Um, so this might sound like a very, like, diplomatic answers it's like but i honestly think this is it so we were talking about this a little bit earlier and i think i think school is really important um maybe that's just from being raised in like an indian household like nikun you might be able to like, yeah <laughs> like add on to this but yeah um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but it's just like school teaches you more than just school i think um for example like I'm at Austin, I'm at Nikunj, like, here at school. Like, it's school, but there's more to it than academics. I think especially with college, there's more to it than academics. I would have never started a podcast if it wasn't for school. I would have never joined, like, some of the clubs, BizFrat. Like, I would have never done any of that if I, was, if, I, if I wasn't in school. And that's just all, like, another side piece to being in school. Um, along with, obviously, like, getting to learn all of, like, the educational things. But... I think also, like, you don't necessarily need school if you, like, because at the end of the day, school's not going to, like, teach you, like, industry things. Like, like you said with your app, like, it, you learned a lot of, like, maybe the coding and stuff in classes and stuff and all that, but you didn't actually get to build the app in school. You did that on your own time. And, like, I'm a mechanical engineer. I'm not, like, building stuff in class. I'm not doing any of that stuff really in class. I'm learning, like, what sheet metal is and all that. <laughs> like, like, what, like, yeah, that's cool, I guess, but, like, what am I going to do with that? But, like, for me, I'd, okay, if I had to pick one, I'd say, like, stay in school only because I think, like I said, school gives you more than school. Like, the relationships it's, it gives you, and I can, like, attest to that over, like, the past 
year and like two weeks that I've been at U of I at least. Yeah. Like I, I could, I wouldn't say this in high school because I wasn't like, I, I mean, I didn't have like the best high school experience. Like it was, it was fun and all, but I wouldn't say that like I made like a bunch of great connections or anything in high school. Right. And I think maybe that's just like a result of not going to a very like diverse high school, whereas like U of I is very like academically diverse and then like socioeconomically diverse also. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think like all of that considered, I would say like school is very important. I'm not just like focusing on academics alone. Yeah. I want to say something real quick on the point you made and then, um, and then I'm going to answer the question. Uh, it was, it's ironic. I actually started a podcast for about an episode or two in high school when I was, a, when I was a senior. And then I realized that everybody in my high school was the exact same. Like nobody, like we all had the same exact classes. Nobody knows about something. Somebody doesn't exactly like it, content wise. Like it's all the exact same. So maybe somebody was like varsity baseball captain, but like, well, like what a, more do you really know exactly. as a captain versus a player? And everyone's taking pre-calc. Everyone's taking the same math. Exactly. That. Whereas here, you're here with like, I don't know, there's probably like 200 majors at this school. Like, yes. if you really wanted to, you could go talk to like a cooking major or <laughs> music or whatever. And then go yeah. talk to like a CS major like we are right now. Like, I mean. Exactly. So that was just something that I thought was interesting. And I, I talked with my roommates about that. But can you rephr- rephrase your question like exactly again, just so I don't get lost in translation or whatever? Yeah. So my question was, do you think you can achieve your dreams without school? Depends what your dreams are. I think. What I think that's personally? ultimately mine. Yeah. I think in order to, it's interesting because I still got to think about the conversation I I, we had answered, about an hour and a half ago. I think ago. I answered the wrong question. I never said my dreams, but you I, you, you answer yours, then I'll come back. A big part of, well, I guess instead of my dreams, I'd say my ideal life, like getting to a point of like my ideal life. And a big part of that is being in direct proximity to a bunch of people. Like I just love to be around them, bring out the best of me and where I can bring up ideas and be able to bounce ideas off of people that like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Or like, that's a great point. Like, I don't know how to do this. Can you show me this? And I love being able to have access to all those people very close. School is, an, is, like, amazing for that, right? 40,000 kids down here, and they're all within, like, mile, two-mile radius. So those resources really help, will, are really help, helping to propel me to my ideal life. Is it necessary? No, but it accelerates it, I think. Just because it's a lot harder to get into those rooms if you're not at school. Because, yeah, you can... You can, like, prove yourself in the real world, but also you're just not going to have that natural proximity unless you really, really work on it, you know. Right. Here you kind of just walk into here and, like, it's so easy. Like, I, you could just plan lunch with somebody. Like, everybody's down. But at home, like, I got to drive 30 minutes to see him. You're, like, an hour away from me. I'm, like, driving 45 minutes to see Paul, and it's, like, this big – it's just the process just isn't as accelerated when it comes to meeting people. And I think a big part of my ideal life is being surrounded by people that bring out the best of me and, like, accelerate my growth as a person. And I don't think I have access to that as easy at home without school. I think there's also, like, a piece to that at school, though. Because, like, you guys are great school, but, like, not everyone here. Like, you have to find those, like, I guess ambitious people or, like, those people you want to surround yourself by. And I think, like... We might have talked about this earlier, but I want to hear this from both of you. We might be, like, going off of what we were talking about originally. Yeah, it's fine. But we can come back to it. Like, how have you guys kind of, like, found your, like, people to get to that, 
Like you, you have your friend who was that your friend from high school? You made the app with? Or? Yeah, I, I have like two friends that I made it with. Both of them were from high school. Okay, well, like, how have you like been able to find more people on campus that are like that? Because I mean, like, it's a huge school, so obviously you end up with people who are like that, and then people who go to Red Lion and like cams every night. Yeah, so right. It's like, how do you find those people? I think I think it's important to have both in your life because. Um, like, dude, it can get so exhausting to just hear about the same things every day. So you need people that that that, that can be your friends in different scenari- scenarios, you know? And, like, no matter what's happening, they'll be there to, like, joke around with you, talk serious with you, that type of stuff. So um, so actually freshman year, the first week, uh, so I, I brought my guitar to, to here. And then my roommate, um, he had his cajon, which is like a seat drum type thing. And then the guy living next to us also had his guitar. And he was like... He's, he's an improv genius, you know, like he, he plays guitar for like six, seven hours a day. Like that man loves it. And like me, like I'm all right, you know, not at his level, but I can play. So we just decided to leave the door open one day and just jam out, you know, like our job on the drums, me as like a guitar. And then Ethan, who was the who was our neighbor, as the other guitar. And slowly people started trickling in. They would talk to each other and like just it was it was a great vibe, you know, and our room also looked nice. So it also helped f- for people to just sit and talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And soon the people that stayed there and talked to like the wee hours of the night, they ended up becoming our friend group. And it was found on our hallway of Hopkins Hall, our dorm. Right. And it was like it was it was a great freshman first semester and entire year because of that. And then I also met some friends. Uh, because of the Silicon Valley trip, like I was saying. And then Luke, who I met on Silicon Valley trip, he hosted these jam sessions, like you guys know, where people just sit together and talk. <coughs> so then I built, like, a huge network and community of friends from there, too. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's where I'm at right now. Oh, and then Bisfrat as well. Uh, I'm an AKSI, so also made a lot of friends there. Yeah. What about you, Austin? In the words of Rohan Harani, who had, who put this, is this is in, in the words from somebody else. If you chase the butterflies, they'll fly away. But if you build a beautiful garden, they'll come to you. And if not, at least you have a beautiful garden. Yeah, right. that's beautiful. Amen, amen brother. Um, well, no, I, I mean, that's, we miss ki- you, Rohan. That's, ulti- <laughs> that's ultimately the quote that always comes back to my head. And even just on an actual level. I met so many quality people through the sauna because we <laughs> oh, talk about this so God. You met my, my roommate neighbor, my dorm neighbor yeah. in the sauna. Yeah, bro, this is what I'm talking Dude. about. <laughs> Me and Austin met in the sauna. Like, no way, bro. No, bro, in the podcast parties. Yeah. <laughs> but, and it would be like, let's say a Friday night at 10 o'clock, I'm in the sauna, right? Right. The people that are in the sauna Friday night at 10 are typically going to be the type of people that I like to be around. So I think it's about putting yourself in those environments or building up an, an evidence of work, whatever that may be, that attracts people to you because naturally they're gonna find them, their way to you. Because um, yeah, like if you like p- pump out like a bunch of good work, someone, at least I'll reach out to someone, I'm like, hey, that's awesome work, good stuff. Like I really like that. And then who knows, I've had friendships built from that too. So I, I think it's either being the, be the areas that the people you wanna be around are in, as well as like building an evidence of work. And for me, I guess how that manifested itself was, yeah, like, just like the sauna, the gym. I met so many great people through the gym. Also, also just whenever I was invited to, like, any little thing, I, like, always went. Cold punches, always went. At any, I was at pretty much every jam session just because it's, like, you never know when those opportunities are going to close. 
So if you're presented with one, you might as well use it. And then when it comes to like building an evidence of work, one thing that I think goes a long way is even like how you present yourself and like everything about you is an evidence of work in and of itself, right? And naturally, if I see some dude and he's jacked, like I'm gonna have this inherent respect for him. I'm not saying like you know you don't respect someone that's like you know, but I'm gonna like be, I feel like I'm gonna be able to like I'm, that's someone that I'm gonna want to be around because they obviously have respect for themselves and they like really take care of themselves as well. So that would be my take on it. Yeah, Isar, you said that like compared to college, high school wasn't as great for you. <clears throat> what do you think like made the difference? So. <laughs> We always bring it up. Well, Wait, are you going there with this? No, I'm not going to. Okay, I'll go there for a second, but I'm not going to go there for a while. High school, well, actually, no. It's similar to, like, what you said, Austin, earlier, and, like, I think Avi said this earlier, too. In high school, I was kind of, like, friends with everyone and not friends with anyone. Yeah, that was a big thing, just to fill you in, what yeah. we were talking about. It's, like, everybody in school, I'm dapping up. Hey, what's up, Austin? How you doing? Because, like, on the baseball team, on the basketball team for a couple years, um, I was on, again, like, I was on the bowling team, just <laughs> random, right? Um, and then I also was, like, in all these AP classes. So it's, like, I knew everybody, and I got along with everyone really well. But on a Friday night, nobody texted me to hang out from my high school. I still had, like, a bunch of other friends from other schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what it was like. And yeah. I'll, yeah, I, I have a feeling. Yeah, I mean, notice. well, that's what it was, like, a little bit. It was a little bit like that for me because I think I started high school with not too many friends, cause I was like, I was I was fat. I he guess was, he uh yeah. We'll get let's give numbers just right. for a sentence. He was two twenty the fall of his senior year. Yeah. And then he was one fifty by the end of his senior. Respect, respect. <laughs> Appreciate it. Seriously, but, seriously. You know, okay, that was a sentence, right? And that's seventy pounds. But like you like think about how crazy sev- losing seventy pounds is. I can't even. Yeah, yeah, but we're Imagine. not going there with this podcast. Okay, I know, but, but still, yeah, yeah. Like, you got to give yourself the flowers Incredible. for that. Incredible, man. Thank you, thank you. But, so, I think that was, like, a little bit of the reason. And then also, like, my high school wasn't very diverse. It was, like, public high school in the North Shore suburbs of Chicago. Like, I mean, it had, like, diversity, but it didn't have, like, diversity in, like, the people I was, like, looking for necessarily. Like, no one was doing anything new. Like, it was similar to, like, Austin's. Like, it wasn't. It was just a good high school. It wasn't, like, some crazy, like, math science academy where, like, you have people building apps and, like, startups. But it wasn't, like, some terrible school where everyone's, like, terrible. It was just, like, a solid high school. And because it was, like, in the area it was, it wasn't very diverse. Um, So it was, like, similar to Austin's. Everyone's, like, playing a sport or doing something, but everyone's taking the same classes. Or you can surround yourself by by the kids taking AP classes or whatever. So I just wasn't able to get that, like community that I wanted and then I think because I also started high school like that everyone had made their like friend groups and then like senior year everyone was like ready to be my friend but I was like at that point like like it doesn't really matter to me that much anymore I was ready to like move on with like high school by then because I knew where I was going to school and I was ready to like kind of like move on to my next to the next of my life and then like I come here first like three weeks of high school I meet like so, college, do you mean? Yeah, college. <laughs> sorry. Just yeah. to make sure. Yeah, yeah. Just First, like, sure. couple weeks of college, couple months, uh, I mean, like, these crazy cool people. Like, I met, like, Austin. Well, I met no, we Austin. Were like, bro, we, we were, like, December. Oh, the, the funny little snippet. 
I uh, he took he took a class. <laughs> so I talked to him. In he the already song. knows what's he, coming. He was one of those dudes that I seen in the gym. Hey, what's up, big man? How yeah. you doing? But I'm like, I have no idea what this kid's name is. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, like, all over break, I was like, dude, I'm about to take micro. I remember I talked to this kid in the sauna about like what was the ideal teacher to have. I'm like, let me snap him. I'm like going through all this. I'm like, bro, was his name Esau, bro? I'm like, I see the contact. I'm like. I don't remember, bro. I'm just not gonna like. But then, yeah, yeah. I, I, I figured, I out, I figured like, out his name. I'm know? like saying, nice. like, besides, like you guys, like I met like Austin and like our whole friend group closer to the end of first semester. But like as soon as I'd come here, like my roommates from Tech, like my like roommate from last year was from Texas. Like he was like some crazy dude I met. Like it was just all these like different people, and I think because like I had just after okay, I think like when you like change a physical aspect of yourself, like losing a lot of weight, you gain confidence. Right. So I came into college with a lot of confidence. So then it was just like, I, it was so much easier for me to make friends. And you're also like, that's the time where like the whole, like every, every student, like every kid's looking for friends. Like you guys said, you had your door open, like yeah. ready. Like that's how you made your friend group. So I think like it was just very easy for me to kind of like get that group of people like going. And then also like this school with the amount of like smart people that are here. Like it was just easy for me to find very ambitious kids. And then like, slowly as like the semester went on and into second semester i was able to kind of like hone in and like narrow down to like my friend group which like that i have now which is mostly just like kids that i would sur surround myself around all the time that right. just like make me better yeah mm -hmm. i uh i i think we were both similar in that way that like we really had to build confidence like throughout like even throughout high school but also like coming into college but i mean we we talked about this a little bit or at least actually we never really talked about this but you, you're somebody. Don't deny like this. Just take the compliments, right? You're someone that like comes off as like very confident. Like even just like opening your door like that. There's so many kids that would just be like, like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. Um, and just like shooting shots with like the vent, venue AI that we'll talk about in like in a minute. But I, I'm interested though. Like, have you always had that like just not care about what other people think mentality, or is that something that you had to build over time? Or do you have any? I guess for for at least me when it comes to giving myself an adjective that describes me, whether it's, like, confident or whatever it may be. I like to have, like, evidence for it, say, like, oh, I did this, I did this, and all this proves that I'm that, right? W has there been any of those, like, defining moments for you where it's, like, oh, like, oh, like, you don't think I'm confident? Like, let me, like, how about X, Y, and Z? So is that something that, like, you've always had? And if so, like, when has it been proven to you? Yeah, so first of all, thanks for the compliment. <laughs> of course, <laughs> man, of course. Yeah, and then, um, I don't know, man, it's just, like, so I think it, it really comes down to, like, the way I was raised with my parents. So, like, I'm, like, the like the eldest kid, right? So just Eld from... <laughs> yeah, like That's the, like me saying grammar school, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's not as weird. Is it elementary school or grammar school? Uh, elementary. Yeah, I mean, all right. I didn't go to... I didn't have elementary and middle, though. Hey, it's okay. We're all we're all weird in our own ways. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> answer, answer, bro. Answer, yeah. answer, little bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I've been demoted to little bro. <laughs> Junior. <laughs> Junior. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So as like the like the older brother, right? Like there's and and I'm like the older brother, like in my extended family too. Like all my cousins are like younger than me, basically. So there's there's just that. Um, like not expectation, but I was I was always raised to like kind of like, like, like know what to kind of or like act like I know what to do or like guide people, right? And then like I entered elementary school, and um, 
so I like moved around a lot too, like before elementary school. Like I was born in Singapore, lived in India for a bit, lived in Germany for a bit, lived in New York for a bit, and then like our family f- family finally settled in Naperville. And I, I came into kindergarten, and I remember I came, like, a few, like, weeks late or something. And, like, now, like, that's no big deal. But, like, dude, that was, like, scary for me. So to make friends, I just went up to people, and I was like, hey, do you want to be friends with me? <laughs> and then, like, dude, like, I don't know. Like, people just played with me. And then, like, I just, like, I got into a habit. Like, every time I'd go to a new class, i just ask someone. Like, there's this one kid. I'm actually friends with him now, but he had a leather jacket on. Ooh. And I went up to him, and I was, and I, I thought he was so cool. And I was like, "Do you want to be friends with me?" And bro just walked away, like he didn't even say anything no, to me. No, bro. And I just should have the the leather jacket should have been a red flag. No, dude, that was so cool. Like I don't know, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't see a single kindergartner cooler than that. Yeah, but if you're rocking a leather jacket in K, in K like what what are you doing, that's man? What I'm like, yeah, but that just like speaks to his confidence, even at that age. Like yeah. you think some guys like cool, and I guess at that age, when you think someone's cool, you might think they're better than you. And then you still have the confidence to go up to him and just be like, you want to be friends with me? Yeah, you, so I don't so, think it's really confidence. I think it's just like, like I don't know, it just it just happens. Like know? extroverted like, personality, maybe? I, I like staying in a lot, though. Like, I don't like going out much. Yeah, I don't think, well, this might be just be like me, my interpretation of being extroverted. But I think extroverted doesn't necessarily mean like going out every night. Maybe. I think it just means like when you're in a group setting, you're just very talkative. May, sometimes I'm like I just think it's like when I want something like I just I'm just like too stubborn to say no you know what I mean like I'll just like okay. kind of like grab for it and then if I fail like I already didn't have it before right so yeah. I might as well just try do you have any like rejection stories that like stand out to that are like that was rough or something like that where it's like that was rough I, um, I, I can I can say one like just because I don't know I, I find it those in the moment, I'm like, oh, damn, that sucks. But All right, you, you go first, actually. I need okay. to think a little bit. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> okay, trust me. This was not weird, okay? This summer, I knocked doors for, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, this summer, I knocked doors for my job, right? For the last month and a half of school. Not school. Month and a half of the summer, right? And what I would do, I worked for a solar company. I still like to just knock on the doors of people that had solar and just kind of, like, hear their perspective on it, like, oh, this is what we're paying, or, like, oh, that we had a leak, or just just to kind of affirm myself just solar was a good thing, you know? I knocked on one door, had a conversation with this girl, and uh, she's like, I don't, eh, like, I'm like, you don't know your energy bills, right? Because, like, your parents were home. She's like, no. And then I, uh, I ended up just, like, talking to her, like, a little bit more, and then, like, I, it's so funny, like, bro. I'm like knocking doors. Like, she has no idea who I am. But I was like, okay, I'm not weird. You know what I mean? I I asked her for. I I think I didn't ask her for a number. In general, what what? Okay, actually, let's not go there. You you skipped a step in the middle there. So like, when did you find like think that she was like like hot? Um. I honestly. Oh, this sounds bad. Okay. Sounds bad. <laughs> no, no. She, <laughs> this is, no, like, is going to be some she, she amazing attractive, story. right? But at the same time, I wasn't like, she's, like, beautiful. I was more like, she's attractive, and this is an opportunity to get a rep, right? That's not, I don't I don't want that to make it seem like I wasn't interested, but I was like, you know, why not? Like, what's the worst that You're happens? You're already knocking doors, right? Yeah, like, she could see I went to U of I. Like, I had some, so it's like, I, I, don't, I don't think I come off as, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, like, in, yeah, I don't know. Um, You're also not, like, 40 years old. Yeah, so like, and I was her. I'm her age. Yeah, and like we were talking about like high schools, like and oh, yeah. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, 
what would you do in that scenario? Would you ask for a number or an Instagram? I'd go for Snap. Okay. Because Snap, you can start like snapping her and then that's like interesting. start conversation. Yeah, no, it's always, I think a lot of it's environment, environment depending. I think, Any, anyone down here, I'd ask for a number because I know they go, I already know enough about them that they're here, mm-hmm. you know. I think Snap is like the happy medium between Instagram and number. Number is like very personal and mm-hmm. Instagram is like. Yes. Distant. Not, like, that's yeah. that's why in that moment I asked for Instagram because I was like, yeah. I don't want to, like, I don't know anything about this girl. Like, I'm not going to, because if I had her number, it's like, I still don't know anything about this girl. Right, yeah. So I was like, okay, like, if I have her Instagram, then like, I could just, I could see, like, a little bit about her life, like, just, like, you know, just, like, a little bit of familiarity. She uh, she had a boyfriend, and I was like, okay, like, just take it as a compliment, then I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, you know, like, respectful like that. But that, that was interesting, because then I just kept on knocking doors. But knocking doors taught me so much about rejection. It really did. Because I, I got cussed out, like, so many times. And I'm just there smiling. I'm like, have a great day, sir. You know, I'm sorry that I didn't even get a word out in those those experiences. So, but, but did you got one in your head? I can't think of, like, a single moment <clears throat> where, like, I had a rejection that, like, that, like, hurt so much as the ones where I, like, tell myself, like, I feel like what I tell myself is very hurtful. And um, sometimes it's not so good to have that quality because it, it goes out on other people that I care about sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, So, for example, I was talking about like being satisfied when the app launched, right? And I hated that. Because anytime I'm like doing something, like I'll... Like, and it's not at the quality I want. Like, I'll just tell myself, like, hate speech, you know? Like, like I will, if I'm not happy with myself, I'll just, like, tell myself, like, you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Stop. Like, just do it right. Why can't you do it right? What's wrong with you? Stuff like that, right? And that, like, it doesn't work for a lot of people. So, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's a good idea. But for me, at least, it just builds that, like, that thing that, like, nobody is going to say anything to me that's worse than what I've already said to myself. So I'm just going to be so hard on myself that I build that discipline. And, like, sometimes, like, I'm loose on myself. And then my parents are hard on me. And then I remember, like, okay, I have, a, mm-hmm. I have like, a duty, you know? And then yeah. a lot of times with my brother, like, like man, I, I love my brother. And I want to see the best for him, like, always, you know? So anytime I see something that, like, like, I wish he was doing a little bit, like, better or, like, better quality. Like, sometimes that same speech I say to myself goes out on him. And, dude, like, afterwards, after I, like, say something, like, mm-hmm. it always hits me so hard. And, like, I never feel bad when I say it to myself. But when I say it to my brother, I'm like, dude, that's my baby brother. Like, how am I saying that stuff to him, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, that's that's when, like, it's not really rejection, I'd say. But just, like, that, like, type of feeling, you know, that's when I, that's when I really hate it. But... Normally, I, I, I think I thrive off of it when it's just me. Yeah. No, I mean, you seem like the person that would, like, thrive off of it. I used to be, I'd get so messed up from it, like, so messed up. Um, and then over time, like, at the end of the day, it's just tolerance and, like, building building up, like, an immunity to it. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, for me at least, well, let's see. Will I want to? Yeah, for me, I used to be, like, the polar opposite of, like, what I am now. So, like, making a lot of those changes was, was like, hard because I always, like, had to put myself out of my comfort zone in a lot of ways. But, like, do you feel like you've changed? And also, like, on a kind of sub-note to that, this last year and a half of coming to college, I feel like I've changed a lot as well. Do you feel like you've changed, like, a lot, like, within this past year and a half? Or at least have the IP, the identities that people associate with you, has that changed a lot? Where it's like, oh, like in high school, oh, like Nakun, she's the X, Y, and Z guy. But like now it's like, 
oh, Nakun, she's a, you know, ABC or whatever it may be. Do you feel like those identities that are associated with you have, have they changed in the last year and a half? I don't think so. Okay. I, I really don't know though. Cause I had a, I had a group of friends in middle school and high school that like mm-hmm. I'm very close to. And like all those guys know my college friends too. Yeah. And like all of them kind of agree that like, I'm the kind of guy that like I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so I don't think so, but I, w- I do think that I've learned how to like kind of put a filter on sometimes how to like, <laughs> like I know what to say in front of what types of people, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. I don't think internally though, and like how I am to my close friends or people that I know, I don't think I'm any different there. Do you do you think that's probably just like you maturing? Maybe I think like I think for me at least, like I have a similar like experience to you, and I think it's just like I think it's the same thing. But I think for me, it's because I like matured when I came to college. Maybe it was like living alone and all that like yeah. hit me. So then like I just matured on my own. Um. I mean, also just, like, yeah, I guess, like, the independence made me, like, just become more mature. And then I think all of that tied together into, like, me knowing the time and place to, like, be very serious. And then me knowing the place to be, like, a total goofball, <laughs> which I am a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, uh, I'm i actually, I, I'm, I'm interested to ask you this because I'm curious to hear what your answer would be. And I also think you have the, uh, like, maturity to, like, think about this question. Um so at least how I see myself in a lot of ways is like not devoiding myself of like spontaneity and care like but like a video game character and like some attributes upgraded like you know I'm just trying to like progressively upgrade everything over time right if you like if you were a video game character where do you think you would fall on like your strengths like your weaknesses what things can like you still get better at are there any things that you're conscious consciously like trying to improve upon right now yeah okay so, so first I'll, I'll answer Isar's question about like the maturity. I think for sure. I, I think I've definitely like living by myself without my parents. I think that's what made me like, like while I'm with my parents, like I'm whatever they say, I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really listen to it. Right. But now like I, all the things they say to me, all the like, like, um, all the strictness that they had upon me, like I understand it now and I'm grateful. I, I respect it. So I also feel like I have responsibility to give back. So now I'll, I'll try to put my best foot forward. Right. So I think, I think, I think you got, you got the nail on the head. That's probably why. A small note. Sorry. I'm just going to make on that too. Yeah. Is I've thought about that a lot because during my childhood, I was, I definitely had a lot of arguments with my mom and uh, just in general, there was a lot of like, I knew how to click the button, like push the buttons. Right. (laughs) But now I think about it and I'm like, honestly, I don't mean this to any, you'll know what I mean. Like I love who I am. And as a result, like they raised me. So that they must have done a pretty okay. I don't mean like if I like who I am, they must have done a pretty good job of raising me to be the person that I want to be. So I can't. How am I mad about how they how they were as a parent to me yeah. now? You know. Agreed. Um, but just, you, I think you were gonna answer. Yeah. Sorry. Can you just repeat your question again? Mm-hmm. I just wanna. Yeah. yeah. So at least how I view myself is, not all the time, but in some ways I think think of myself as a video game character. Like, hey, we got like these strengths going here. Like, you know these are a little bit low maybe we could like really work on this and go through this so as a result that we like gain this quality what qualities do you think that you could still be working on in the meantime um yeah ultimately like what qualities do you think that you could still improve upon yeah yeah okay uh okay so i'll start with uh strengths and then i'll go to weaknesses Mm -hmm. so strengths i think um 
hard work is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like when I put my mind to something, it's very hard to get me off of it because mm-hmm. I'm like too stubborn to like stop. So like I'll just keep going until like either I like run into a brick wall and I can't keep going or I like get the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So hard work is a, is a great quality that I think I have. Another thing is leadership, I'd say. I feel like I can usually get a group of people to agree on something and maybe it's build something, maybe it's yeah. do something for fun. How do you think you can do that? Like what how what qualities didn't go into being a good leader? Um I think having a, a louder voice when you're talking to yeah. people mm-hmm. um and having a different voice too, you know? Like well, I like that. Not physically, but like the the words you say, they're mm-hmm. like they stick out. Like when 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 you say them people are like oh. or mm-hmm. like the things you talk about are different than most people, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're trying to like get them to like just listen to like some random thing you went on a on a like rabbit hole about you know mm-hmm. I feel like that t- like what when you have an audience of people listening to what you say I feel like that just kind of subconsciously happens yeah like this dude got me to like sit down and just listen to a whole conversation about Viking mythology bro <laughs> <laughs> I love Vikings yeah no he loved very spontaneous but yeah sorry can continue though yeah but like exactly stuff like that I think. Uh, I, I'm, like, very passionate about the things that I read about myself. So I feel like that kind of builds that. I don't know. There's probably a lot of other things that I just don't pick up on yet, but I'm sure I'll figure it out later. Um, I also think I'm good at, um, like, relieving stress, whether it's through working out slash, like, like I played tennis a lot when I was younger. Um, like, I was I was pretty good. Um, not very good. Pretty good. Uh, but What was your – wait, what was the term? UTR. UTR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reached, like, a nine. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait, that's good, right? Yeah, that, just, that's good. That's what that's Avi good. was, right? Yeah, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. We're, 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 we're yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, like, it's if you put me against, like, someone that's been playing for, like, three or four years, like, I would crush them. Like, I was, like, good, but I wasn't, like, very good, right? Like, yeah. Like, uh, but, so, I think because of that, that kind of put a sk- routine and schedule uh, when like when I was younger that like every day you do your work or you go to school, you get back, do your work, you go to tennis or you go work out, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, because of that, I have a good discipline and not good discipline. Sorry. I have a good routine to my day Mm -hmm. that I'll always like fit in something that whether it's making music too, I love making music, listening (coughs) to music. Um, So I'll just like play guitar for an hour or something or just write a song, make make poetry, you know, read about something. So that kind of helps me relieve stress. Mm -hmm. Um, Now weaknesses. Um, Okay. So number one, discipline. I feel like sometimes I'll slack off and I won't catch myself until like it's too late or like something happens or like I just won't pay attention to things in the moment. And then like later when it like kind of hits me, I'm like, dang, I should have listened. I should have I should have the discipline to like stick through it. Or, like a lot of times if I'm not in my comfort zone and I'm not enthusiastic about what I'm doing, I'll just be like, man, why am I doing this? I don't want to be here. And then I'll be like, do you think there's a problem with that, though? Yeah, huge problem. It's not good. I want to change. it. OK, well. Do you think that sometimes, okay, I, I'll catch myself doing that sometimes, and sometimes that means that I'm forcing myself to do something. And then I think if I can really attach rewards enough or reasons on why I'm doing something, then if I do question, oh, like, why am I even doing this? I have the answer already on hand because it's a strong enough why. And sometimes if I, if I feel like I don't have a big enough why, that means I just shouldn't even be doing it. So, like, what are, I guess, some, like, give me a scenario of that. Of when you're like, oh, like, why am I even doing this? Yeah, so 
Um, I'm doing like the ILEE double major, which is innovation, leadership, entrepreneurship, and engineering. And it, it's basically a lot of like entrepreneurship courses. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it seem a little brain dead, you know, like you're, you're going through the classes and the work isn't very stimulating. Um, like you have to read books and stuff. And in the middle of it, I'm thinking, man, why am I doing this? I really don't want to do it. And then I'll just sit there and like do nothing for the entire class, which is so disrespectful to the professor and like the other kids that are sitting there with Mm me. Um, And so it comes back to like what my, what my dad always says to me, I think he always says that like, there's a lot of people in the world that'll do whatever they want to do. And there's a lot of people in the world that that will act like they're giving up something great to like do whatever they want to do, whether it's like, um, like dropping out of school, right. Or like not going to like achieve higher levels of education to do it. But a beggar <clears throat> can't be a chooser, right? If, you're, if you haven't achieved the highest levels at something, you can't say that, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, I, I feel like I'll, I'll, I'll do something better. Like, I'll be spending my time better in something else. Mm-hmm. Until you have gotten to a point where you actually deserve to say that, you should not be saying that. And I don't think I deserve to say that yet for a, for a major that's been, like, on for years. And it's helped so many kids, like, achieve their dreams, right? I don't think I deserve to be saying that to, like, like people that are putting their time and effort into mm-hmm. like teaching me something, right? That's true. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Like you don't want to be disrespectful. And if you're in that classroom, like you should be giving them the, your full attention and everything like that. But then it goes kind of back a step where it's like agreeing to even be in that classroom in the first place. And with you, what you were saying about that major, you know, like propelling all these kids and like great avenues and everything. Do you think that that's, this is just me asking. I don't know anything about it. Um, do you think that that's more correlation or causation? Because it could just be, I don't know. I, like, I don't know anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's, would you say that, like, could you understand an argument that maybe it's just more correlation, that, like, the kids that are willing to do something like this are the same types of kids that do have that brighter future? Yeah, I, about that specific one, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, actually. Okay. I, I don't know if, we'll see, right? I, yeah, I don't no, know. I know. Second year, so I don't know yeah. how great. ILE is so far like other than the times where I've hated it I like it it's a good good like place to build skills and to always like when you're when you're constantly hearing from someone like oh always try new things always experiment always be out of your comfort zone always like learn things right Mm -hmm. like it's kind of hard not to then because you're always in that mentality Mm -hmm. so I kind of use it as like a wake-up call like if I'm ever like feeling lazy one day like I'll go to that class and I'll be like okay I know what to do now Mm -hmm. right so I think it is useful uh but we'll obviously see yeah um but as the correlation versus causation, um, yeah, it's a good question. I, I just feel like what, like if, if you commit to something, just go through with it, right? Yeah. Have the discipline and do it. David Goggins did it. He started that, like, running Stay that hard. thing. Yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. Broke all the, all the bones in his feet, kept going. Like, he could have, like, thought, like, oh, why did I even sign up for this? <coughs> like, I'm still, like, jacked. I'm still in, like, a... Mm-hmm. Uh, what was he? Uh, Navy Navy SEAL, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he he could not he could have said like oh I'm not gonna do it but like whatever he he picked even though it's the hardest thing he did he goes through with it mm-hmm. and I want to be at a level where I I set a goal for myself and no matter what it is like I can do it. It's done. Yeah. 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 Like that would be sick. Like my goal right now is to get jacked. I'm trying to three weeks. Give me three weeks. I'll have it. No, you hey. won't. No, you won't. Three weeks is too short of a yeah, time period. Three months, baby. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll see. Dude, wait. That was, like, my goal, too. We t- In our first episode, oh, yeah. we talked about, like, our goals. Um, and mine was, like, get ripped or something like that. Okay. Yeah, that was that was one of his big ones. Yeah. It is interesting, though, because he 
he wouldn't mind if I if I talked about this. I had a conversation with Chick, my uh, one of my friends, Chick. Do you do you have do you know who he is? He's a so he's like a personal trainer down here, but he also has like a fitness account. That's like okay. he's got a, like a good following for sure. Honestly, like I don't I don't mean to like, but like most impressive physique you would probably like ever see. Like just, literally just jacked as fuck, right? I, I I can attest to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I've had conversations with him because I like personally think sometimes. Like, I'm like, am I getting worse? Like, do I have more fat on me? Like, I can't, like... And then you just, like, fall down this rabbit hole. And I've talked to him about it, and he still has that, like, hard. So, like, you never really think you are, though. You know what I mean? It's like, you'll maybe... You may be, like, you're going to get more and more, but, like, you're never going to really get to the point where you're, like, complacent with you. Because you've probably set other goals in the past that you were like, I'm going to be happy when that happens. Right, and now you have it, but like you just forget that you even yeah. like, and now now it's all like tolerated and taken for granted. Also, like that little snip of like Alex Ramosi, like the whole like you know you set goals for in the past that you said you'd be happy for. So I just want to give a little credit. Um, Isn't that kind of great though that like you're never happy when you set those goals? Never finished. Next yeah, David yeah. Goggins book. You keep going. No, right? like yeah. yeah, his wait yeah never finishes his second book. Yeah. Wait, yeah. So at the end of the day, I was thinking about it a little bit today where. You can enjoy the moment where I was having a conversation like this yesterday. Like, you could eat some chocolate, but, like, 10 minutes, you're going to feel terrible, right? So, it's like, okay. Was that the – is it good to live in the moment? Eh, eh, you know. Or you could, like, push out all your stuff. Like, maybe, like, not hate it. This is just an example. Like, you get a job in IB. You, like, make tons of money. Like, you're just chasing money your whole life, right? Not saying, like, IB people are all like that. But I'm just saying, like, you, you look for a job that just makes a ton of money – money 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 your whole life and you feel like you're always pushing out that goal post and you just never really get it or like you get to the end of your life and you're like oh well shit. you know whatever i just kept pushing out my enjoyment and then there's like the third one which is like pushing it out but enjoying the fact that you're pushing it out and like that's the like ideal right and then obviously it's it's a spectrum of all three of those you don't want to be completely you want to be able to enjoy that like cherry coke every now and then yeah. you know so it's, it's it's all about balance and that goes out to like like you said it goes out to like life in general like making money it goes out to like working out and like i guess bodybuilding and i think like one of the main things i like learned um at least when it comes to like working out the way to like kind of find that balance is like only compare yourself to you. Like, if I start comparing myself to, like, this, like, chick, like, or, like, even Austin. Well, it's just unattainable. Like, like, yeah. I chick. Mean, dude, like, well, chick's, like, it's chick, unattainable chick, no, for well, me. Well, chick's 6'3", like, for yeah, context. So, like, so, it's, like. Like, genetically, it's impossible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, But just, like, in general, if I, like, if you, like, start comparing yourself to, like, other people, at some point, like, you're going to, like, eat yourself alive with, like, I mean, just, like, you never being able to achieve your goals. But, like, also, there's the balance part of it where, like, you don't want to just become content with comparing yourself to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So At the end of the – yeah. You just have to find the balance, like, what you were saying. At the end of the day, it's hard because you don't – it's easy to – come if you're just stuck in comparing, then you enjoy comparing yourself to other people. Sometimes you're like, oh, I'm more jacked than, like, the majority of kids. But then you also are just in that habit of comparing, so you're going to look at somebody that's a lot far ahead of you and be like, I'm not as jacked as them. So it's, like, just the good and the bad of just, like, getting rid of both sides of the coin is just so important when it comes to just a positive inner dialogue. Yeah, so, so Isar, I know you didn't want to, like, make this podcast about this, but I just want to, like, yeah. dude, it's, like, rare to see someone, like, lost 70 pounds. Yeah. I just want to know, like, 
what kept you going and like how'd you keep the discipline like what like what did it take you know so i think motivation wise it was friends um my like best friend from like second grade shout out betson he's the only dude that listens to every single podcast <laughs> like he like snaps me he's like in the car like listening to him and everything um he's like huge he benches like 360 pounds like that dude's massive well that's it bro um, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Ben is more than your squat. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, no. I don't know about that. Whatever. But yeah, he's he's pretty big. You can get it from that. And yeah. him and I think <laughs> one of one of my other friends, Chris. Um, the way it kind of went is like in the beginning of the school year, like Chris is smart, but he never like cared that much about school until senior year when he realized like oh like life is coming like I need to like do well right um so he had like a decent GPA but he was like okay now I want to like do really good and like make my college application good um so I was like helping him a lot with school and he he we talked about this like I think it was like the day before I left to come here this semester we all like went out for Korean barbecue like me Tim and Chris like the three of us are like really close um and he was like telling me he was like you helped me with like school and trying to like get back on track and like fixing my college applications and I wanted to like give something back to you and he actually like is the one who got me in the gym and he like stayed on my case about that like text me every day did you go to the gym today what'd you eat like calories this that for like at least the first couple of months and then like my friends, like, we would go to the gym together. We were, like, that high school trio, like, always at the gym together. Yeah. Like, taking in the, up, like, in the PE clothes. <laughs> yeah, we're wearing, like, our gym. Nah, yeah, but whatever. Like, <laughs> Wait, were you actually? No. Okay, okay, okay. But, um, yeah, we're, like, the high school trio that everyone, like, hates at the gym because we, like, take a machine <laughs> for, like, 30 minutes. But they just, like, motivated me because both of the – like, Chris had the same story. Like, he came from, like, 200-plus pounds to, like, now, like, 160. Like, so he, he was, like, right in my boat. And – I think, like, just having them by my side to motivate me was, like, really important. And it's the same thing, right? Like, if you surround yourself by people who have what you have, you are going to get that. Um, and then, like, that goes for academics. It also goes for the gym. If you, like, are only lifting with people who are, like, just, like, throwing up two plates easily on the bench, like, yeah. even if, like, I'm struggling with, like, 95 pounds, like, it's going to, it's gonna like, translate into just me wanting to be better. And then I think, like, also it was just – it had come to a point where, like, I realized college was going to be, like, a new, like, clean slate for me. Right. And, like, if I wanted to make a huge change, like, I would make my change now. And I would be able to kind of, like... Reinvent yourself. Yeah. I guess reinvent... Not... I don't know about reinvent myself, but, like... Reinvent yourself. That sounds, like, really weird, but... Well, motivational, <laughs> spiritual journey type. Uh, It was just, like, a time for me to, like, kind of, like, I knew I was going to make new friends, and, like, right. they would only see me as that, and, like, now they, like, even my friends now are, like, they, like, make fun of that, but they only know me as, like, It's cool, though, because I, I didn't know him, like, I have no perception of him other than how he is now. Yeah. But, dude, like, like, seriously, like, I just met you today, but, like, that tells me a lot about you, you know, like, respect for that, seriously. Yeah, it, it, appreciate it. It takes it. a hard man to do that. So stay hard. Yeah, stay hard. <laughs> but Appreciate it. Dude, you know what's cool about what you said? Like, like just staying around other people like makes you the, like th that are the best version of who you are, make you the best the best version. Mm. So I've been listening to this podcast. I'm not a podcast guy, okay? But I've been listening to this podcast. He says lately. that as he's on a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I just I just don't like listening to like, um, <clears throat> like I don't know. It just feels weird when I'm listening to conversations sometimes. But, um, uh, what I do did listen to in the summer a lot. This podcast called Revolutions, okay? 
So what it would be, so it would basically take you through like, um, like the entire story behind like historical revolutions. So it started with like the English Civil Wars. This is the most Nakunj thing, then, bro. <laughs> no, 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 right, okay. right, right, right yeah, after his like Viking a, mythology are you podcast. Like a history buff? Yeah, I, I'm minoring in medieval history. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, I just, I just love it. You know? It's just Christ. really cool to me. Yeah. Um, and then, like, it took took me through the American Revolution, French Revolution. Like, I just had all these facts in my head. And, dude, it's so cool to see, like, the, the concepts applying today. But what was really cool to me was in the American Revolution, you had a group of people that were just living isolated from the rest of the economic free world, right? Like, Europe was where everything was happening. But you have that little pocket in the Americas that's just, that's just living and thriving, right? And in that place... When the revolution started, you saw leaders like Ben Franklin rise up, right? You saw, like, John Adams. You saw Monroe. You saw George Washington. These guys were not politicians. These guys were not, were not people that were trained to do what they ended up doing. They, they weren't trained to lead a country and become founding fathers. They were just average, like, businessmen or plantation owners or soldiers, right? But because in that moment, all of them banded together and decided to say that, listen, what's happening is not right. We have to take a stand for ourselves, otherwise we're not men, right? Otherwise, who, who are we at that point, right? They tried so hard to, to work with the British for some time, but like as we all know, we ended up getting independence because of those people. And it's because of the fact that they all were together, they all, they all collaborated together. And when you look at instances like the French Revolution, where you have divided classes of people that just can't work together. You have... In the French, it was split into three estates, right? So first estate, which was a clergy, the church, okay? And they were, like, kind of noble as well. Mm -hmm. Second estate, which were the noblemen. And the third estate, which were the poor rural, like, farmers. Mm -hmm. There was such a, like, gap between the rich and the poor that they just weren't able to get anything done. And the king was also, like, lazy, didn't want to do anything. The, fi mm -hmm. the finance ministers they had were, like... Like this guy Nicare from Switzerland, like he was he was doing fraud on the papers. So you just had a whole culture at that time of just like um, just fakeness, you know. Like like people weren't aligned together. They weren't working to mm -hmm. one goal together, which is why you ended up seeing so many people get beheaded and the country completely like guillotined. Yeah, right. Yeah. Every everything just came down on itself, and you see a lot of that in the U.S. right now. Think of the divide between, like, the areas of our nation, right? Yeah. Like, you have the lowest of the low. Like, go to, like, like I don't know, like, like um, there's some cities that are, like, San Francisco right now, like, the homeless situation and the drug addiction is getting really, really bad, right? And then go to, go to some other cities, and then you'll see a thriving, like, wonderland, right? And there's such a big divide between those. Who knows what's going to happen in the U.S.? No, honestly. I yeah. I, uh, it's interesting. I feel like we're in a bubble down here. Though, especially like this doesn't oh, we are, seem cause, like everyone here is just like here for school, so like you don't really see much else than that. Yeah. And like, also, just nobody's mean down here, or like, like okay, yeah, there are some, but like, I'm, I think meanies. <laughs> no, I think about like sometimes when I'm home and like, I don't know, I'm somewhere and I'd say something, like even in traffic, like I would get like I will get disrespected in a lot of ways there. <laughs> But, like, that never, <laughs> that, like, never happens down here, too, which, and also, like, freedom of conversation down here is pretty, well, for the most part, like, in our, like, in a lot of the social circles that we're in, like, you could pretty much say whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, people will explore the idea. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it's interesting, but, like, I don't know if, I don't know if you necessarily get that in a, in a lot of, in a lot of other, but I don't know. 
I, I don't feel like I've experienced enough in my life to really come to a conclusion on like the nation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's like something I need to like think about. Yeah. Or like I can make a conclusion on that. But like Yeah, dude, I'm like okay, I don't want to get all like political on this, but like I am a little bit like curious and nervous to like the way our country is going. Like Inflation is at an all-time high. Um, right. Like, they, things aren't going, like, the way they should be. Mm-hmm. But that being said, we are about to get kicked out of here. It's 10.03. <laughs> yeah, this um, is like, bro. 10 p.m. is when we were supposed to be out of here. We could probably talk about this for yeah a long time. No, dude, we've got all of like, all of our episodes have run late, honestly. Dude, we might have, like, a bad rep at this building. Like, we, no, we, no, 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 no. What do you mean? We, that That's the best rep to have. Dude, no, it's not a bad rep. It's just like yeah. we're, like, in here, and, like, five minutes late. We time. just love what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. We're just vibing. Right. And passion. we love the Siebel Center. <laughs> yeah, Siebel. Hey, shout out Mr. Siebel. Thomas. Yeah, Tom Siebel. Respect. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, yeah, Um, I think we were being co- coerced to end it here. <laughs> um, so uh, for all of you guys listening, especially if you made it this far, thank you. I really do appreciate it. As uh, as Nakun, what? I was just talking to the, the guys listening. Oh, oh, oh! I was that threw me off. Uh, <laughs> as as uh, Rohan always says, you know, if you guys can leave like a five star review, it really shows us that you enjoy it as well as boosts us in the SEO rankings, so people could find this hidden gem uh, a lot easier, right? Um, but yeah, Nakun, thank you for coming on. A great conversation. Uh, excited to see what what's the move is going to be doing in the future, and. Uh, more importantly, what you're going to be able to do throughout the next three years, college, but also your life as well. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, thank you for coming on and for all you guys listening. Thank you, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.